Good morning, it's Esti Schreiber here from Living Naturally. And with me, yes, again in the studio is Dr. David Nodia, a homeopath, but also the head of the medical and research department of SA Natural Products. Good morning, Dr. David. Good morning, Esti. We have spoken about the immune system and how incredible the system is in helping to protect the body moment by moment. It lives for 24 to 48 hours in your body. It needs that sleep between 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock in the morning so that it can reset itself. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go and listen to it. It's on the immune system. It is vitally important, especially in today's world, where all of us have been made aware of the importance of this vital force, this immune system of the body that needs to protect us from the pandemic that we find ourselves in. But you know, something else that people battle with and they don't know what to do with it and they think that it is something that happens in the body that is completely wrong and they need to squash it the moment it's there is a fever. People are scared of fevers. They look at it as being wrong. That's the first thing. This must not be here. Get the medication, break that fever. Whoa, now you're better. The fever is broken. Now that doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't because if you think about it, when the body is facing an infection, say from a virus, most of these viruses that infect our bodies can replicate at a certain temperature. What that means is they invade our bodies. Our bodies are our core temperature, which is the temperature inside our bodies, not the temperature on our skin, um, but inside our body is 37.5 degrees. These viruses and a lot of the bacteria that affect us as well replicate at an optimal temperature of 37 and a half degrees. So that means that inside our bodies, they can reproduce very rapidly, spread and cause all sorts of problems. If, however, the body temperature is not at 37.5, say, for example, now the body temperature is at 38 and a half, this creates a hostile environment for that organism, that virus or that bacteria. And if the environment is hostile, they find it more difficult to replicate, which effectively slows down the spread of infection. So when your body makes a fever, it's doing it on purpose. It's not a disease in itself that we have to take away. It's a sign that your immune system has activated and your immune system has now raised the body temperature and it uses monocytes, one of the immune cells to do that, raises the body temperature and creates a hostile environment without harming the body at lower temperatures. So 38 and a half is not going to hurt your body in the short term, but it just creates an environment that makes it difficult for these bacteria and viruses to replicate. So if we now get a fever while we have an infection and we suppress that fever, so we take antipyretics, we call it in medicine, that block fevers, what you're doing then is you are forcing the fever back down to 37 and effectively the viruses and the bacteria are then can replicate Flourishing. as normal. Yes. So in, if you think about it logically, it actually doesn't make any sense to suppress a fever completely. It's a different story if you, if you have a 39, 40 degree fever and the patient is in distress and so on and so forth, then fine, down-regulate the fever, but don't squash it all the way back to 36. It's something I often I ask patients with, particularly children who get really high fevers, and they're more prone to higher fevers. And, of course, parents get very anxious when their yes. children have got a fever. It often comes on in the middle of the night. Uh, it's very stressful. child is listless and often in pain and crying. And uh, the first thing one does is put in one of these suppositories. And uh, these are very powerful. And put in one of those suppositories and the fever goes 
very rapidly from 38 and a half, 39, all the way back to 36. What does the bacteria and the virus do? They just replicate at double the speed. So this is the problem with suppressing fevers is the person feels better temporarily, but you prolong the duration of the illness because there's nothing holding back that replication process for the bacteria and the virus. So the immune system is making the fever and your body is literally cooking the environment to stop the virus from replicating. Correct. Now, that happens when I have a fever that is everywhere. You, you, you feel it, the head is warm and hot, the breath is hot, mm. um, the, the person feels horrible. But your body makes, with an injury, it becomes hot around the knee, it becomes hot around the ankle, it's hot where there is a bacterial infection. You can feel it, the temperature of the skin where a spider has bitten you compared to the area where the spider has not bitten you mm. is hot. So does the body make a fever locally too? That's more an inflammatory response, but the raised temperature there would also inhibit the replication. So if you've got a localized infection, and, and the inflammatory response is part of the immune response. Okay. So with that will come raised temperature. It's one of the features of inflammation is redness, swelling, and heat. These are the cardinal signs of inflammation. And all of those features are part of your immune system's response to dealing with that local infection. Now, sometimes... That it responds from the immune system to deal with a situation. But let's talk about fevers now. Let's not talk about inflammatory conditions where I have it in my joints. Let's just speak about fevers. Sometimes the immune system goes haywire. It goes overreacting. Mm. I remember when I was in matric, I had septicemia. From a mosquito that bit me on my foot, I scratched it and somehow a bacteria or something got in. There was a red line going up. And I spiked of a fever of 41 degrees. And since then, my speech has been affected and I count. Something happened in my brain with having that fever for so many days. And the only way my mom could squash that fever before we knew natural medicines, those are before natural medicine day, was she would put me in a, in a cold water bath. And as I would get in the water and lie there, the water would warm up as the, the heat is drawn out of my body. And then she would run the cold tap again and just try and cool this body off. But I needed to be hospitalized finally and be on the drip. But it was a fever that goes out of control because the immune system is overreacting. That is something that can happen, mm. can be harmful, and it can have mm. detrimental effects long term. Mm. Now, that's the thing that people are so scared about. So... What's important for me is that we educate people how to manage a fever, what to look out for, and how to do it in a natural way that you allow your body to create a fever that is controlled, managed properly, fights the infection, and you overcome the infection quickly, and you do not sit with a long illness or with complications coming in. Yes, you need to balance the two. So a mild fever that lasts a day or so, doesn't warrant any major alarm. I mean, if the temperature is sitting at 38, uh, 38 and a half, your child is, is relatively comfortable. You're supporting the immune system with some of the things that we've mentioned. Let it ride. If the fever is now producing, getting higher and getting to 39, 39 and a half, that's now starting to move towards the danger point. And at that stage, should you use an antipyretic, use half of the normal dose 
and just bring the fever back to a lower grade fever. So if it's 39, bring it back to, you know, 38. The child will feel comfortable. They will be, they will calm down, but the fever is still there doing its job. But you don't want to suppress it all the way back to 36. So if it's getting really high and it's approaching, you know, 39, 40, don't just leave it. Consider using antipyretics, but use less and just to bring it back slightly because a prolonged fever, that's what you have to watch out for. If a child, for example, has got a fever that's lost more than three days, that's when you need to see your doctor. That's when you need to get a, a medical diagnosis to address the condition specifically. Find out where's this fever coming from. What's causing what's it? What's the cause, etc. A short-term fever, a quickly sparking fever, often is short-lived. It does its job, and then the immune system brings it back down again. But obviously, you need to watch out for the danger signs. Going on for too long... Getting really high, that's when you need medical advice. So the things that a mom or a parent can do at home for a child or a person that has a fever is ensure that they get enough fluids in. You don't want them to dehydrate. Number two, make sure that the mouth stays clean and the bowel stays open. Those were tips that my mom, and if you read Dr. Fogel's book, he talks about. Because if the mouth stays clean and the bowels are open and the person has a good bowel movement regularly, the chances of developing a secondary problem is much reduced, but also it makes you feel better. Fever can cause a very bad taste in the mouth and you can get a smell from mm-hmm. fevers. Mm-hmm. Uh, children that have fevers don't smell nice mm-hmm. and their breath is offensive because it can be tonsillitis, it can be a throat infection and that. So keep the mouth clean and the bowels open. Keep the child or the person hydrated. Use a damp cloth and cool that body down. But now, fevers have different pictures. You get a fever where a person wants to open up everything. <gasps> I need to open. I can't lie underneath the covers. I need, I'm hot and I, and I sweat and the, the bed is drenched where they've been lying. And you've got to change everything. So you get a fever that's hot and red and burning and sweaty. Then you get a fever that's cold. And you, want, you can't cover up enough. Layers upon layers upon layers that you want to put in there. And they want hot water bottles and everything. Just warm me up. So it's a different picture kind of fever. You get a fever where the eyes go half. They can't open their eyes properly and the world looks yellow around them and they're weak at their knees. When they walk into the bathroom, they, they, they want to stumble. It's as if they just can't carry their body weight. So different pictures of fever in natural medicine, specifically in homeopathy, is different remedies. And this is where Natura's fever drops. It's just so wonderful to have at home. And you always just keep it there in the cupboard because you know when the fever hits in the middle of the night and the shops are not open then, you want to have it on hand. And then inside that remedy are the ingredients for all these pictures and symptoms that people show when they have a fever. So inside the fever drops, you've got the ingredients to address most common reasons why you need to have something to calm and to help the body get through it. Now, I remember with my daughter, my eldest daughter, she was probably 10 or 11 years old. And she had a fever at home. And it was one of those that she wanted to kick off everything. And she was hot to the touch. But there was this beautiful odor hanging around in that room and around her. And I gave her one dose of sulfur 200 in homeopathic remedy. Because she had a sulfur fever and I recognized it. And I gave her one dose. And I said to Mama Rosemary, I'm in the office, which is right next door. You phone me when Melissa wakes up, and then I'll come and give her next dose. 
It was 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later. It was soon. There's Melissa running in the garden. And I was like, what now? The fever broke. She was feeling so much better. That is how quickly the right remedy in homeopathy for the right picture that you see in the symptoms can work for a person with, for example, fever. So it is, it's that sulfur picture. But now, not everybody has this knowledge. Mm. I was given this knowledge through my mom. But if you're not sure what it is, befriend your homeopath that you know what it is when a fever hits which remedy to have but in your home make sure you've got naturist fever drops another remedy that is brilliant to have at home is the pegasus range in the pegasus range i love to to recommend to people to buy the blue box because the blue box is literally everything in one box that you just pack and you've got armor wherever you are in the world to treat many conditions and in the Pegasus range, they've got a remedy called headache, pain, and fever. And it's specifically for when a person gets headaches, pains, and fevers. The person that put that remedy together considered all the different ways that a fever will show itself. And the remedy that the body will choose from it will address what you have or your child has. So those are remedies to have at home that can help a lot. And then you don't forget about your echinophores because echinophores fights infections. Echinophores is antiviral. Echinophores supports the immune system. Echinophores helps with the complications and the secondary conditions. And we know that for children as well as adults, it is your, your armor for your body. So give echinophores hourly. And then you bring in the Natura fever or the Pegasus um, headache, pain and fever. And the body will choose from the remedy what it requires in order to help. But if this fever gets too high, if the child looks completely uncomfortable and not themselves, you get delirium sometimes in fevers. That's when you want to have what they call it, the antipyretics. Mm -hmm. And then you want to, to think about giving something like that. But as Dr. David has now said, that's when we go maybe with a half dose, that we can bring that fever down, but we're not squashing it all the way, allowing the body still to do its fighting. But stop thinking that a fever is something that's wrong. It is something that your body is doing to help you to overcome an infection that you have in your body. That's why your body is making it. The moment that infection has been overcome, cleared, that's when the fever breaks naturally. Is there anything that you want to add to this that parents need to know from a practitioner point of view? For sure. So one of the things that I always ask a parent with children with recurring infections is, do they get a fever or not? Because it actually worries me more when a child never gets a fever. So a parent will tell you the child gets tonsillitis and ear infections, but there's no warning. That actually worries me more. And you'll find that those children get more sick. When they get an ear infection, it lasts a lot longer. When they get a tonsillitis, it persists for much longer than average. So... We can gauge the, the health of the immune system by whether or not that immune system can make a fever or not. So that's one thing to, to bear in mind. And then the other thing, and you touched on it earlier, is if you find a homeopath, get them to educate you on the different types of fevers. And I often make up little kits of my own with different remedies. So I'll tell the mother, this is a belladonna. Belladonna presents in this way. Uh, Jalcemium presents in that way. So it's useful to have those remedies on hand. All the kits, as you said, are really, really good. So you need to have something that you can use immediately. 
you know, if these things hit in the middle of the night, you, if you wait till the next day to start your remedies, you may miss the boat. So always have the remedies on hand and know which ones to give under different circumstances. And then, as we said before, manage the fever, don't suppress it. Dr. David, here at SA Natural Products and at Living Naturally, we love the integrative medicine model. What does that mean? The integrative model means is choosing the right intervention that has the most benefit with the least harm and at the right time. So what does that mean? If you unpack it, it means if you need surgery for something, have the surgery if it's indicated. If you have a really bad bacterial infection and an antibiotic is indicated, say for example you have tick bite fever or something really dangerous, then that's what antibiotics are used for. So there's a place for those types of drugs. There's a place for surgery. But with your day-to-day illnesses, which are the most common and the ones we encounter all the time, there is space for complementary medicines. And those include homeopathic remedies, herbal medicines. They include preventative measures like healthy diets, lifestyle. These are all things that we should use first. And it includes supplementation because there's most definitely a time because of how we are growing our food and the nutrients that we are lacking in our food today, there's a place for supplementation too. And if I think of tea tree oil and its benefits that it can have on the body, nature comes with answers. But the same way, science has come with ways to help us as well that we can enhance, improve quality of life on this planet. Thank you, Dr. David. What a wonderful topic to be able to talk about and to teach parents, moms, dads, people about the fevers. Do not be scared of of a fever. A fever is there because the body is saying something. Learn to listen to it and know how to treat it. Thank you, Dr. David. Thank you, Esty. 